Welcome to That Was Awkward. I'm your host, Casey. I'm here to tell you about my awkward dating experiences, the relationships that didn't last, and the lessons I've drawn from all of it. Hopefully you can learn some lessons from this yourself. Last week, we talked about Bo. I want to finish that story and how it all ended. I mentioned last week, my relationship with Bo was truly a milestone for me. I mean, it taught me so much. It taught me that I do have control over my own body. It taught me that there are men out there who are respectful to you and to what you want. And then it taught me that I am not the kind of person who can have just a friends with benefits situation. So, Bo and I hooked up. It's the first time that I was calling the shots on that. The first time in six years I had had sex after losing my virginity. It was a big moment for me. But also, um, as I discovered with Joe, and I didn't really talk about this last time, oxytocin is a huge bitch. Like, the emotions that follow can make you really crazy. And I got really crazy with Joe. Like, I was just kind of, like, out of my mind, not knowing how to handle everything that I was feeling and everything I was experiencing. And I think it made me more attached. It definitely made me more attached to him than I would have been. And so it kind of did that with Bo too, where I was, I just kept thinking about him. I wanted to text him. I was hoping that he would text me more. It made me get like a little bit more butthurt about things. And so he kind of stopped responding as much to my texts. He never really initiated anymore. I have basically like two people living inside of me. One person is that person who fantasizes about everything and gets really wrapped up in romance and carried away with the idea of what something is, kind of like what I was doing with Bo, thinking that he could be this very romantic person. Same thing I did with Joe. But then there's the other side of me, and this is the part of me that I love. This is the person who gets kicked into gear when that romantic person is hurt. And it's almost like this logical badass is my best friend because I can count on her to come in and shut everything down. I don't know if that's a healthy thing or not, but I like it. So this girl got activated a little bit. She deleted Bo's number. I think I blocked him. I stopped talking to him. I was telling my friends about him and they were just like, oh no, he's not good for you. Like, cut him out. And then I go to Thailand with my friends, my other friends. And we're like catching up on our dating lives. And usually my updates are, well, you know, not a whole lot. Just for the sake of talking. This is a couple months after we hooked up. I mentioned Bo. And I show them pictures of him. And my friends are like, oh my God, you need to get on that again. And so I feel inspired. (laughs) and I get back from Thailand and I text him out of the blue like a psycho this is the romantic me the logical one went into hibernation this is like right around my birthday right around my 30th birthday and I text him just kind of seeing how he's doing seeing how his trip to visit his dad went we initiate um hanging out again that was a Freudian slip and he comes over to my place he brings pizza which was so romantic for Bo because, I mean, he doesn't pay for anything and he bought us a whole pizza and I didn't have to pay him back. And so I'm thinking, oh my god, we're making progress here. And so we watched this weird movie about aliens because, you know, I'm me. 
I'm so awkward and uncomfortable, I don't know how to initiate things. In fact, he fell asleep on my couch, and I felt offended. Anyways, I kind of, like, wake him up and kind of awkwardly initiate, like, cuddling. Long story short, we hook up again. While we're laying on my bed, he makes this weird comment where he's like, I don't fall in love easily. And holy shit, the fireworks in my brain just start going off like, oh my god. Bo is basically saying that he loves me, that he's fighting feelings of love for me, and this is going to be a relationship. Like, he feels the same way I feel about him, and this is meant to be, and I'm completely spinning out. And so as he's leaving, I'm like, oh yeah, it's my birthday next weekend. And he was like, oh, well, let me know if you want to get a drink. And I was like, yeah, that would be great. Side note, he took the rest of the pizza with him. (laughs) So it wasn't all for me. (laughs) And my birthday rolls around and I'm looking forward to this night all week. And I have it completely just blown up in my mind that he's going to come. He might bring me a gift. I don't know where I got that from because he took his pizza home with him. But maybe he'll be different. My birthday rolls around. I'm at work. I'm so excited. And I'm just like counting down the hours to the end of the day. And it's like 11 a.m. And he texts and he's like, hey, sorry, I'm gonna have to bail tonight. Uh, I have a headache. Wow. What a lame excuse. I was crushed. Those were my birthday plans. That's so sad to say. I put all of my eggs into the bow basket, thinking that he would take me out and it would be this romantic thing. Not once did I experience romance with this guy, so I don't know where I got that from. I proceeded to spend my birthday night on the couch crying, drinking bottles of wine, and just finally, the logical girl came out of hibernation that night. This is the logical girl's response. I, she needs a nickname. I'm going to call her Kelly. Kelly came out of hibernation. Kelly has a habit of taking a stick of dynamite and throwing it at a relationship and blowing it up. And that's what she did that night with Bo. I texted him and basically was like, hey, I've caught feelings for you. I can tell you're not into it that way. I can't see you anymore. You really hurt me. Something along those lines. And his response if I remember correctly. His response was pretty nice. I mean, it was cold, but it was nice. And it was just like, I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't mean to make you feel like that. I didn't know you felt like that. We exchanged texts a little bit more and I got more and more angry because I was Kelly in that moment. And I deleted his number. I blocked his number. I blocked him from Instagram and from all social media channels that I could remember he followed me on because I thought that that would irk him. And of course, he probably doesn't even know to this day that I did that. And I was, I was crushed that night, but it was a turning point because I sat with my sadness that night. And my go-to thing, and this stems back from what I talked about in the very first episode, um, I struggled with my weight my whole life. I always was held up to these beauty standards. So I've never felt pretty enough. I've never felt thin enough. And my go-to thing, whenever I'm rejected like this, is to think, this wouldn't have happened if I was thinner. This wouldn't have happened if I was prettier. If I looked like my sisters, this wouldn't have happened because they wouldn't be able to resist me. The next morning, though, I laid in my bed 
And I listen to this song that plays on the L word, Distant Dreamer. I can't remember who sings it over and over and over. And I vowed to myself, I was going to improve myself in a way that that would never be my go-to again. I was going to better myself to feel better about myself. And so I was hungover, but I went to the gym. And this isn't to say that I, this was like the first time I went to the gym. I've always had a gym membership. I've always been active. I've always been an athlete. But I finally like picked up the pieces and I said, no, I'm actually going to change myself to feel good about myself. Like if that means that I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to lose weight. And it started me on this workout routine of holding myself accountable to go and be physically active four or five times a week and just focus on my health and focus on my mental health. And the mental health aspect came after the physical aspect, actually. And this was something that I found. And and Bo, he was the catalyst for this. Like, I'm so thankful that I got crushed by him in that moment because I picked up my pieces and I've realized my strength in every possible way. Physical strength, mental strength, emotional strength. And I just completely consumed myself with working out so that I could use it as a distraction temporarily. And it became part of my my routine. And once I realized that I I was physically strong, it didn't matter that I was like curvy or bigger. What mattered was that my body was healthy and I felt good. And so I stopped beating myself up about things. I stopped beating myself up if I um, ate bad or if I gained some weight. It was like the next level of taking control over my body. And I mean, that's fucking awesome. From this encounter with this one person, I got to take control of my body in a sexual way. I got to take control of my body in a physical way, in a mental way. It was awesome. He'll never hear this. He'll never know the impact he had on my life. And he doesn't need to know that. Because quite honestly, he probably doesn't remember me. And that is totally fine. And quite honestly, I kind of prefer it that way. Because, I mean, looking back on it, we were totally just hookup buddies. And then here I come hardly knowing him, being like, oh my god, I have, I'm catching feelings for you. Without really knowing him and without him even trying to get to know me. And again, that is a reflection on me so much more than him. That whole experience, that was the moment that I realized that For me, sex is emotional, and I respect the hell out of anyone who can do the no-strings-attached stuff. Like, I really do, and I really wish that I could be that person, too. I'm just not. I'm not wired that way. And the situation with Bo is a very good example of something that is reoccurring in my relationships. I fall really hard for people, and I love really, really hard and it's something I need to maybe step back and analyze. Like, is that, a, is that always a good thing? That's a big question. I'm going to think about that for a little bit. That question is something I think that ruined my last relationship. I fell too hard, too fast, without looking. And I loved too hard, too fast. And I wasn't paying attention. I still, I mean, this is 10 years after Joe. I see the preliminary red flags in a person. But once I'm in it, I get swept up. I'm still trying to figure out if I'm still romanticizing the guys I'm meeting the same way I did with Bo. Because it's very easy to hear something that they're actually not saying. And so when Bo said, I don't fall in love very easily, 
Who knows why the fuck he said that? It wasn't to say that he was falling in love with me. He might have just been trying to make small talk, and that was, like, the worst thing he could have said to me, who's, like, a psychopath sitting in my bed. Actually, it would be really nice to be a sociopath, because feelings aren't always fun. That is the conclusion of the first time and last time I attempted to have a hookup buddy and realized that that doesn't work with me. Thank you for listening.